0: Mark A. Altman, Darren Docterman, Ashley Edward Miller, three fans who became professionals and then became Trexperts, inglorious Trexperts. Listen wherever you
1: find podcasts or go to trexpertsplus.com. Hey, this is Mark A. Altman, one of the co-hosts of Trek experts and if you're a Trek fan, you owe it to yourself to pick up the 50-year mission, the complete, uncensored oral history of Star Trek. It's available wherever you buy books, digital, or audio. And speaking of books, check out my new book about the making of John Wick, They Shouldn't Have Killed His Dog, also available wherever you buy your books. You see a pattern happening here? Well. What are you waiting for? Get on it. Hey, this is Mark Altman of Inglorious Trexperts and the 430 movie. And if you're a fan of our podcast, you don't want to miss Deck 78. Available now by subscribing at trexprintsplus.com. This is a bonus podcast full of great discussions about popular culture, film, and television. This episode features an exclusive freewheeling conversation about Battlestar Galactica 1978. By your command, here's a sneak peek. Let's do it. Okay, ready, yes. ready for the holiday special? Here we go. 10 best Galactica characters, starting with 10. Beryllian Noman at 10. <laughs> <laughs> okay, number nine. Number oh nine. God. Come on. Uh, who's number n- nine? N- number nine is Cyrus Bellaby. No, she's not in the top 10. Come sure on. Sure, he is. No, you know Lloyd Bachner from the Eastern Alliance. No, I hate I hate <laughs> the Art freaking
2: Bauchner Eastern. Stupidest thing
1: ever. Okay. Okay, come on. Number nine. Okay, <laughs> and it's, 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 it's it's it's, it's Green Bean. Yeah. Ed Beagley Jr.
0: Oh my Lieutenant God. Lieutenant Green Bean. Yeah, uh, what was his name? Come on. Greenbean. Green, Green, Green
1: bean. Green bean. Green bean. Yeah. Green bean? Mm-hmm. Okay. Number eight. Sheba. No, Sarah Rush, the Rigel. She's the one who goes, launch all vipers. Okay, we're going to get to Sheba, right? Okay. So, okay,
0: Don't number seven. Know. Number seven is the chief Ovion.
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> it can't be the singers. It's love, love. No, love, they're higher love. up. Okay. Because <laughs> well, we're getting, now we're getting, because you got to have Countably in the top five. Yeah. You got to have Adama. Don't tell me who have, we got to have. Starbucks, Sheba. Yeah. Right. What about but, um, Serena? What about Serena? Oh, Serena. Yeah.
4: And Apollo. You gotta have Jane maybe? Seymour. Apollo, yeah. maybe. Eh, I guess. Darburg, uh imperious leader. Yeah. the <laughs> computer. Baltar. Oh yeah. How can you, you got a Baltar? Baltar. Right? You gotta have Baltar. Baltar.
1: Oh my mm-hmm. God! This gotta be a holiday special. Uh, we need in. more time. Wait, 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 wait!
2: You guys, you've listed all of these names, and I haven't heard Janeway. Pass. Yeah, What's going on You're, here? You're funny. <laughs> what about the daggett?
1: You gotta have the daggett. No, you don't. Muffy. No, you don't. No, you, don't. No, you gotta you have, have, to have Commander Kane. Kane. And it, oh, yeah. You gotta, you gotta have, have Commander, Commander Kane.
0: And you don't have to have Boxy. No, you don't.
1: Oh. Yeah. No, you, you don't. Don't. don't need that like like Boxy. Need with, uh, Bo- Wesley Crusher. But you need need Athena. You You need Athena because we were all like uh, 10 years old at the time. I I, I didn't didn't like Boxy
4: when I was on, but I think it was more like I was jealous that this kid like got to (sighs) hang out on those sets and like be in that show. I I didn't like that kid. And you were rooting against
0: him in uh, Never Ending Story.
4: I (laughs) I I didn't like that he was
1: the impetus for all these stories. Like he, he hit it. He, he, um, Hit out on the on the shuttle. So he, he goes down to the gun on Ice Planet Zero because he was hiding on the shuttle. It's like he wanted on. to see
4: Muffy wants to see snow. Yeah. Okay. Oh, so come Muffy on. Snow.
1: <laughs> and then fire in the you know, he's in the center of the action again at fire and
4: space. It's like I don't well, like They kinda wrote him out of the show by the second half though. He, he well and Athena in the also. Half. I loved Athena. Were, yeah. yeah. Well who didn't? Athena and Serena were my two go to babes and Apparently Don Henley didn't love her enough; he didn't marry her. Oh,
1: but oh, uh, oh, oh, too soon. Yeah. Um, but uh, what else? Um, yeah. So I mean, you know, it's just like look at the way we talk about the show. It's almost like uh, Inglorious Galactic Spurts. <laughs> it's crazy. I don't know. I don't know. But let's. But you know, there's a legacy here because so subscribe today at TrekspursPlus.com and don't miss a single episode of Deck Seventy Eight. Fire the Rockets. Hey, this is Mark A. Altman, and this is an all new episode of the 430 movie. Welcome to Prince of Tide week, the films of Denzel Washington. And once again, we have all your favorite 430 movie hosts ready to curate the perfect week of <laughs> classic Denzel Washington movies. On Monday, it's Steve Melching.
4: Ooh, I'm feeling like a ton of butterflies.
1: On Tuesday, Darren R. Doctorman, The R is for rewind.
0: R- Robin Hood, Prince of Tides?
1: On Wednesday, it's Ashley
2: what? Edward Miller. Let's pretend I remember the speech about Libizan or
0: Stallions. Oh, very good. Thank you. Uh, I was
1: hoping you'd do the Plymouth Rock speech. <laughs> uh, and on uh, Thursday, it's me, Mark A. Altman, and welcome to another week of the 4.30 movie. As we uh, record this, it's the day after the uh, the Oscars. Um, wondering if you guys had any thoughts about what transpired last night at the, uh, it's not the Kodak Theater anymore, is it?
3: What what is, I don't even it, know what it's called. What is it, is it no. the GAF it's theater? The Polaroid what,
1: is, what the theater? heck is it? <laughs> the GAF, <laughs> the Polaroid theater. That's really funny. The Fiji, Fuji, <laughs> the Fuji film. <theater. laughs> it's the TikTok theater, is what it is. Yeah, probably, <laughs> probably, probably. probably. Uh, any any thoughts? Yeah, I got a, I got a couple of thoughts. I mean, look, number
2: one, um, I I think that uh, it's it's nice to see like. There was such a, a lovely collection of people who won awards that it, there was something about it that I think was co- sort of communally celebratory for everybody who loves movies. And I think for that reason alone, I think that um, everything everywhere will be remembered fondly because it's not like it, 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 the winner wasn't something where people are like, I have no idea what that movie was or why I should go see it. But it sounds depressing. Uh, it's it's not like that. It's a genre film. It's original. It's interesting. It's cool. Um, so that's all great. The thing that ticked me off was Puss in Boots two getting absolutely <laughs> robbed,
1: Mom oh, got the crap ass. kicked out of it, and robbed. Yeah, I was thinking more about actually the ceremony. I have to say, I was really pleasantly surprised. It's been a long time since I've enjoyed and uh, and 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 watched. Uh, and Oscars, where I wasn't cringing the whole time, and I think overall, I thought Jimmy Kimmel did a great job, and the speeches, for the most part, were um, just not laundry lists of uh, agents at CAA or Endeavor. I, I, I it, it was really a lot of, it was a lot of fun. It was a lot of heart to it. It was, it was a fun evening. Or you know, it it was better was, than last it's just, year. No, that's true. Well, familiar. anything would be better than the last couple of years. I think just by comparison, it's a huge improvement.
2: Well, he did high five a bear, so that was awesome. <laughs>
1: a cocaine bear.
2: Cocaine,
4: yeah, man. the whole thing just had a nice vibe to it, and uh, yeah, it, it it was blessedly uh, not completely devoid, but uh, there there wasn't a lot of a lot of nonsense in it. I think a it's of- a
0: it's a good way to close out the Oscars and never have them again. Agree.
1: Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, it was nice to see. Uh, it was nice to see um, you know all these comebacks, uh, the comeback stories, and yeah, you know, the amount of uh, of true um, delight that so many people, I mean, you seeing, you know, short round in Indy at the end. That was uh, amazing. Yeah.
2: That broke me. Short rounds, uh, entertainment lawyer is chunk. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I, I'm, and I'm thrilled to know that all the Goonies called him, which is great, but I just have to know, did Thanos call him?
0: <laughs> right. It's like, right. where was, it was Josh Brolin. Oh, right, right, right. Josh Brolin. Right. That's Right. <laughs> so Josh Brolin is Thanos. Josh Brolin is the driver of Thanos. That's right.
1: <laughs> so today we're talking about the films of one of uh, a, a true living legend, one of the great treasures of cinema, uh, Denzel Washington, a phenomenal, phenomenal actor. I, of course, uh, I don't know how you guys first discovered him. I used to love him on St. Elsewhere way back in the 80s. Um, you know, came on was one of those great MTM shows. Uh, that came on, uh, you know, after the success of um, Hill Street Blues. Yeah. There was a swing and a miss with Bay City Blues, but Staying Elsewhere it was a uh, was a phenomenal uh, uh, series, and that continues to be a cultural touchstone. Given the ending of that famous mm-hmm. that famous ending, uh, Steve, tell us a little bit about uh, Denzel and 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 this road that has led him to movie stardom. <laughs>
4: Well, as you say, you know, he started out uh, doing a lot of theater and television, and I also was a regular viewer of uh, St. Elsewhere, at least the first four years before I went off to college and didn't really have a TV or time to watch TV. But uh, yeah, it was a staple. It was the ten o'clock, it was NBC part of the the early early days of the must-see TV Thursday night lineup on NBC and. I definitely re- remember him from that and uh from that he segued into films and uh you know don't want to we'll talk a bunch yeah, of those I mean, Yeah exactly yeah, we might just talk about a couple of them but he uh his star se- seemed to ascend uh pretty quickly in the in the in the second half of the 80s uh, on film with a number of particularly notable performances and you know as his career continued he's you know he's he's a true movie star. We I think during Tom Cruise week we talked about you know uh, you know how many movie stars are still around these days, and I think Denzel certainly qualifies. Uh, he's someone who's done a a range of really interesting work and played a lot of you know powerful characters, and and uh, you know he's a he's a class act, and he's someone who's won two Oscars and been nominated for eight more. Uh, won three Golden Globes and, and nominated for eight eight more Golden Globes as well. So he's, uh, you know, he, he's someone who's been a, a, a major presence uh, on film for 40 years almost.
1: Well, Steve, I've gone through the list of uh, Denzel Washington movies. I've redacted a bunch of them that could be talked about today, which leaves <laughs> uh, virtu- Virtuosity. Uh, as the one that we well, go eat talking. a dick, Mark. I'm kidding. I, I'm <laughs> I prefer not... not to. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> like, Great, you're
2: just named Wednesday. No, you, you didn't. Fine.
1: Yeah, I know. Even you, even you no. did not possibly. But, um, I have to find, I,
2: would... I would have to find some virtue in virtuosity.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I was on the set of that though, as a journalist.
0: Don't.
2: Yeah, don't, way back
1: don't when. Don't be too proud uh, of
0: that technological terror.
1: <laughs> <laughs> when, when Darren, when did you first discover uh, Denzel Washington? Well,
0: I, I'm I'm not going to say it until we come up to the yeah. uh, to the film. Ah, ah. Uh, but uh, let's just say that you know throughout his career, he's always been consistent, consistently good, uh, solid performer. And uh, even in his uh, his off screen life, he's uh, he's uh, always been regarded as a uh, as a solid uh, player. Uh, meaning a, a performer. And, uh, you know, he's, uh, he may have uh, gotten into a little trouble with uh, monetary things, but, uh, you know, who doesn't? Uh, <laughs> it's, uh, it's just one of those things of uh, living in the big city. But uh, I think that uh, he is vastly regarded as a, uh, a quality performer and a quality uh, person to work with.
1: And, uh, you know, obviously, we're limited in terms of what we can say about Denzel, Ashley because uh, any of these movies other than Virtuosity could show up this week. So um, we're going to instead talk about his son, the great John David Washington. Um, <laughs> <laughs> any thoughts about him? Because, man, what a stellar career he has had uh, in, in the few years that he's been acting.
2: Totally. I mean, he was, th- the, you know, he was terrific and tenet, except you couldn't hear any of his lines. <laughs> um, no, I, I, no. Look, I. Uh, it, how can we even begin? It's so funny because it's like, how do we start talking about Denzel without talking about his movies? Yeah, I know about Denzel because it's all a move, a bunch of movies with no name. Yeah. Um And it's and it's just you know what? It's uh, the thing about um, about uh, his kid is that he he clearly uh, inherited his father's chops uh, yeah. for acting. It's it's not like oh, and then I guess like you know there's the. You know he, he sort of got in the business because his dad was in the business and i guess he's fine you know what i mean it's like um yeah i don't mean to throw shade at scott eastwood but like but it, you know he's not it's not Nippo like oh baby exactly <laughs> like scott eastwood is not his old man it's like he's a good looking kid he's a good actor but like his dad has a certain something mm-hmm. something um denzel washington's kid has that same thing that denzel has
1: yeah, I mean, you know, and they, what they said about a movie star is, even in a in a bad movie, they're worth watching. And it's yep. like John David Washington was great in Amsterdam, right? And I loved him in Black Klansmen. So yeah. like his father, and I think we'll talk about some of his movies, he, he h- hasn't always ch- chosen the best movies. But even in some bad movies, other than Virtuosity, he's really great. <laughs> So um, well,
4: D- any further- D- 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 all his roles, so, you know, he's a movie star. He, all, you know, he's got that, you know, that handsome exterior, but he always brings, you know, this intensity and intelligence and passion and and strength and uh, to all of his characters, whether they're, you know, good characters or, or darker characters. And he's one of those guys you always kind of want you want him to be on your side or you, you don't want to have you know, you, you want to stay far away from him.
1: You know, Steve, I'm going to get a lot of, you know, emails and texts now that say, uh, you know, I I thought I hated Mark on the show for his his politics, but um, now I'm really upset about how much he hates virtuosity. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. Like, that guy. You know, um, people can be I think really.
2: Brett Leonard will be sending you some hate mail.
4: Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I prefer Screw the one man. man.
1: <laughs> that was my <laughs> life. I put a year of my life into that thing. I don't care that you hate Trump, but I do care that you hate virtuosity. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. The line must be no. drawn here.
4: <laughs>
1: oh, you sound like Kermit there for a second. Let's not go down that road yet. The Muppets first contact. Okay, oh so we're as always. Uh, oh, uh, you we'll broke create, your little uh, ships. <laughs> <I'm sorry>. <laughs> <laughs> I said we're not going to go there. <laughs> okay, <laughs> on Monday it's Steve Melching with our first pick of the week, first catch of the week.
4: Well, Monday, uh, I thought I thought we could ease into Monday with uh, um, with uh, the a Denzel, with Denzel playing a character named Easy Rollins. In a film called Devil in a Blue Dress. Hi
3: mm-hmm.
0: For Ezekiel Rollins, LA was a world of sunshine and shadows. mate! Hey Easy, how you doing, baby? So
4: Junior. Take Easy on
0: upstairs. Black and White. We got no work here. sorry, fella. My name's not Fella. My name is Ezekiel Rollins. So here you need a job. What kind of work you do? I'm just looking for somebody. Daphne Monet. fiance of Todd Carter. She's been gone two weeks. See, Daphne has a predilection for the company of Negroes. He thought he knew how to play the game. of you all seen a white girl by the name of Dahlia? Delia? Something like that? Her
3: name is Daphne. You can't get none of that tonight.
0: you know Until he stepped into a world Why don't you tell me about your friend Daphne?
3: Telling woman ain't good enough for you no more,
0: huh?
1: Where there are no rules.
0: Why are you arresting me? What no
1: time did you leave Greta James' house this morning? What is going on? Oh, she's not going to be waking up, Ezekiel.
0: He's looking for a woman no one wants found. Was there anyone with you? A young lady named Daphne Monet, perhaps? The incumbent mayor, the chief of police, close personal friends of mine. Then they can help us find her. No, they can't. And getting in deeper than he
1: ever expected. Huh?
3: This is Daphne Monet. You're looking for me. What? Know if I should think of you as a friend or as a private dick.
1: Surrounded by
0: lies, you can't trust me, Mr. Rollins. I am the next mayor, and luckily for you, a friend of the Negro. Seduced by power. Unless I give the cops a killer by tomorrow morning, I'm going to jail. Easy Rollins is searching. Not very smart talking about Mr. Carter's business. There's too much going on for me to give a damn about what you think is smart. For the truth. Who killed her? I don't know. Don't lie to me. Start up my car, keep it hot. I'm coming out fast. Let's go. Get her. Ah! No, do shoot
1: him. We're going to the pool. Yeah,
0: yeah, why don't you scream,
3: huh?
1: From the Academy Award-winning producers of Philadelphia and The Silence of the Lambs, Academy Award winner Denzel Washington, Devil in a Blue Dress, a Carl Franklin film,
4: which uh, is a terrific film from 1995, uh, direct, written and directed by Carl Franklin, who had previously done uh, another movie that I picked uh, on the show, uh, One False Move, another great neo-noir, but has uh, perhaps been, become better known as a TV director for things like Rome and Mindhunter, The Pacific, uh, House of Cards. Uh, is based on uh, the first novel in a series uh, of Easy Rollins novels by Walter Mosley, um, I think there are 15 books in the series, and Devil in the Blue Dress is, uh, is the first one. Uh, the, it was photographed immaculately by Tak Fujimoto, who is just a legendary cinematographer who did Silence of the Lambs and The Sixth Sense and Badlands and Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Uh, music by Elmer Bernstein, uh, produced by Jonathan Demme and Gary Gutzman and uh, Jesse Beaton. And this incredible, you know, production, beautiful production design by, uh, Gary fruit who also did a bunch of Soderbergh movies like out of sight, the limey and King of the Hill. And, uh, you know, this is a star turn for Denzel Washington playing easy Rollins, who was a, uh, a worker in, in Los Angeles, 1948, uh, at a, uh, an aircraft, uh, uh, some kind of, a, an aviation company who's, who's, uh, fired. And, uh, finds himself getting hired by a uh, a kind of a a, a shady private investigator played by Tom Sizemore, who we lost uh, very recently, uh, sadly passed away. Uh, And uh, he's hired to to go into the parts of Los Angeles where, uh, you know, a white man might not be welcome. Uh, so he's 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 hired to track down a woman named uh, Daphne Monet, uh, who's played by Jennifer Beals, and uh, he, he through there are many twists and turns in in this you know uh, this violent, uh, scary underworld, uh, uh, he's, this world of murder and political intrigue, and he's joined by his best friend. Uh, Mouse played by the great Don Cheadle, who was sort of a trigger happy, uh, you know, uh, sidekick. And uh, it's just uh, a, a wonderfully powerful uh, performance in this great period film noir um, that sadly was was not a success uh, at the box office. It uh, it uh, did not gross uh, anywhere near what it cost to make, but it's a terrific, solid uh movie
1: i was gonna say what a great franchise except it wasn't <laughs> yeah. they've
4: been trying <laughs> to develop this franchise for me i think they tried to do it in television several times and i think they tried to do movies uh, more than once and it's just never came together for whatever reason
1: and criterion just released in 4k for those of you who may not have seen it who want to check it out it's a terrific noir you know anchored by this great detective performance from uh, denzel
0: yeah and it looks it looks absolutely beautiful can't it's one of the best
4: it's recreations I think of like post-war Los Angeles I've ever seen on, on yeah. film. It's gorgeous,
1: which isn't easy, you know. Anything from the last thirty years because the architecture of LA has changed so dramatically. Mm-hmm. That's why all those post-war films, like through you know, certainly in the, you know forties, fifties, and sixties, you know, going into the early seventies, you could pull it off. But it, it, as you get to the eighties and nineties. And then, or then you get something like Gangster Squad, which uses all the CGI, which is terrible, you know, <laughs> as opposed to actually finding architecture that looks like, um, you know, the three buildings that are still standing that still look like uh, uh, 40s LA. They
4: and did a only great job.
0: Edison, and on, only one film was able to
4: recreate Toontown uh, accurately. <laughs> 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 they, they found some great neighborhoods that really look like those, you know, post-war, uh, you know, developments. And I know they filmed a lot at, uh, or they filmed some at the old ambassador hotel, mm-hmm. uh, which is now gone, sadly. Gone. Uh, nope. The I still have a from shooting hotel. there
1: in my lungs.
4: <laughs> <laughs>
1: Let me tell you, I, I spent a couple of weeks shooting there and it was absolutely a gift. I mean, I was so yeah. excited I would wander off and through the hallways and just history, watch, you know, history and, go you know, to the famous kitchen where Robert Kennedy was shot, mm-hmm. went up to the uh, Sammy Davis Jr. Yeah. suite, which was like <laughs> dilapidated. And then, of course, stepped onto the stage of the Coconut Grove. Yes. Uh, I don't remember what I sang, but it was pretty, I sang to the ghosts. It was probably Havana."
4: Yeah, pro- I probably lays, was. Uh, the tunnels out to the, uh, the, uh, the bungalows. That pool the bungalows. On the pool bungalows. Mm-hmm. Well, and Marilyn then there was Monroe. a famous
1: tunnel that they took, uh, yeah, got Marilyn Monroe in and out of the hotel. And um, there was also um, that great uh, lobby area where uh, Benjamin Braddock checked into yes. the hotel uh, and are the graduate. I mean, are that, you here for is- an
4: affair, sir? <laughs>
0: <laughs> we, we spent about uh, five months there in the bungalows working on Guilty by Suspicion back in Ooh. 1990. Um, and that was a lot of fun. And I got to uh, explore a little bit uh, of, the, uh, of the hotel. And uh, they were shooting uh, a section of the doors there at the time. Mm. And that was interesting.
1: I, I love that play. I mean, it was like preserved in amber. And then about I, I, 10, 15 years ago, they finally tore it down and built a, a school, a massive school there, which obviously is a good thing. But And they kept the Coconut Grove, I think, as the school auditorium. Uh, but, um, yeah, I, I definitely think I took years off my life filming there because <laughs> clearly there was, I mean, there was some rooms you weren't supposed to go into because they were so asbestos-laden. Um, yeah, but like room 237.
3: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, so, that's but, great Denzel,
4: but Denzel Washington shines uh, in this movie as yes. uh, the star of this movie. And if you haven't seen it, um, it's really, really worth seeking out. It's a really solidly made uh, twisty uh, film noir. And Denzel, you know, gives a, a you know, a, a wonderful performance.
1: Well, actually, you can get the new Criterion 4K. Yes. Yeah, right. For your screening room. That's right. Yep. yep. Absolutely. Okay. That brings us to Tuesday and Darren Doctorman.
0: I am going to a film that not many people know about, not, certainly not many people remember, uh, but it's a it's a solid movie. The casting is a little odd, but um, it is uh, 1996's uh, Courage Under Fire.
3: Mattella, find me a target. I think I got one, sir.
0: Do you or do you not have a target? It's hard to make out, sir. Fire! Tell her, is that one of our tanks? A man with questions about his own conduct. Losing a man like your friend Boylar. I've been there. Must now defend the courage of another. The White House has heard that we're considering the Medal of Honor for this chopper pilot who saved a bunch of guys on the down black Hawk. Naturally, they want it for Veterans Day.
1: Naturally. It's a woman. You didn't know? This is Captain Karen Walden. She's the first woman in history to be nominated for a Medal of Honor for combat. I don't know if it was Captain Walden, sir, but that Huey saved our lives.
0: What happened out there, Saga? You don't want to know what happened out there, sir. Yes, I do. What happened next isn't important, it's what happened that night. We stay with Brady. I wouldn't risk your life. I won't risk his.
4: She sure as hell saved the lives of those guys on the Blackhawk. The captain was was hurt pretty bad. Look, I didn't want her out there in the first place.
0: In his search for answers... What is it? Tell me, son. Fire. The only thing more powerful than the facts he might find...
3: No surrender.
0: ...is the truth he can't escape. Fire! Fire! It was like a brother to me. Now, it doesn't matter whether she gets this award or not. It doesn't matter whether I'm on this inquiry. It doesn't matter whether I'm in this army or not. I'm going to find out the truth. I guarantee you that. Mm. Uh, directed, mm. by, directed by Ed Zwick and uh, uh, visual effects storyboards by uh, Darren Doctorman.
1: Um, <laughs> yeah. Okay. I know him.
0: <laughs> but uh, it stars uh, Meg Ryan as a. Uh, as a uh, a pilot in uh, in the uh, Mideast East uh, crisis, uh, Denzel Washington is uh, her superior officer, and uh, it's uh, it's kind of like a courtroom drama uh, that uh, deals with uh, the you know uh, mishaps that may or may not have occurred uh, on duty. And uh, it's really, it's an interesting piece. It has, uh, it has a little bit of uh, action in it, a little bit of uh, intrigue. Um, uh, Meg Ryan is interesting. I don't think she was uh, perfectly cast for this one, uh, but Denzel certainly was. And he, uh, he gives a powerful performance. And um, it's, uh, it, it's a little uh, schizophrenic, the film because uh, it uh, it goes back and forth between uh, the past and the present and uh tries to sort out uh the machinations of this uh of this occurrence where some people got killed and uh it's it's interesting because i don't recall anyone uh mentioning this film ever uh it sort <laughs> of it, it sort of came out and left um but uh you well, see
1: Matt Damon in it yeah, Matt Damon. Matt Damon. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <so> I, <laughs> what I, I, I mean, but people, people mention it for Matt Damon because it was one of his early. Yeah,
0: yeah. and uh, uh, Michael Moriarty, Lou Diamond Phillips, uh, Scott, Scott Glenn. Scott Glenn. Yeah, um, it's uh, yeah, it, it's a it's a very uh, even Sean Astin. Uh, it's it's a very you know it's a it's a good cast. It is a uh, and thorough. And fur, yeah.
1: <laughs> uh, you know, where, uh, uh, you Sean Aston I... showed a lot of courage under fire on the way to Mount Doom. Well, that's <laughs> true.
0: <laughs> that is that is absolutely true. But uh, you know, this finds out why the eagles didn't show up earlier. <laughs> that's right.
1: Where eagles uh, didn't dare.
0: That's right. <laughs>
1: did
2: taunt. What I remember most about this movie um, is the uh, is the tank battle. Yeah. Mm-hmm. now and it's really super cool although the reality you know of 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 that of you know of any you know armored engagement in the uh, in the gulf war uh was, was something like the philadelphia eagles playing a pop warner team just yeah you know an unholy massacre uh but uh but it was super cool like i remember the scope of that and just sort of how it captured that like really really well well thanks. Um,
0: yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> Basically so great job, drawing Gary. tanks for a long time. But right. Uh, <laughs> no, so that was awesome, dude. Uh, hats off. Well, I, my 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 small contribution, but uh, it it uh, it's it's really well done, and uh, some uh, invisible visual effects, which are. Uh, fascinating.
1: Great. I wasn't expecting that, but uh, you picked some Denzel Washington movies before. I'm not going to mention what they are. Yeah, so this is an interesting I, pick from you.
0: I I've, I found it difficult not to re-select uh, uh, the ones that I uh, I love, because I love them. We'll we'll yeah. find out about them later, I'm sure.
4: <laughs> yeah, and I, I remember seeing this movie when it came out and, and really enjoying it. I, I honestly, it, I haven't seen it since it came out and yeah. I, I don't remember much of it, but uh, I, I remember it being a solid I mean, Ed Zwick is a solid director. He always Absolutely. does good work. Absolutely.
1: Fantastic. Okay, well, that uh, that's Tuesday. Courage Under Fire. On Wednesday, Ashley, tell us what we'll be watching. So indulge me a moment
2: as I uh kind of <laughs> We, lay always, out. we, we do. always do. Yeah, ah. what, my, uh, what my pick is, kind of by analogy, this is what I always think about when I think about this particular movie. Uh, there is an old Warner Brothers cartoon called Feed the Kitty. Yep. And it is about a bulldog named Mark Anthony. Now, Mark Anthony is this big, like slobbery bulldog and he doesn't like put up with cats. But his problem is that his owner comes home one day with a kitten named Pussyfoot. And Mark Anthony has to be responsible for Pussyfoot. And Mark Anthony does not like Pussyfoot very much. Very standoffish with Pussyfoot. And Pussyfoot totally takes advantage of Mark Anthony, like climbs up on his back. He's clawing. She's kind of like getting in there and all that kind of stuff. And finally, Mark Anthony kind of falls for the kitty. But then something terrible happens. Mark Anthony believes that he has accidentally baked Pussyfoot in the oven into a cookie. Sadly, he takes the cookie out of the oven, he puts it on his back, and he's walking around, and he's kind of crying. And the owner comes home, and he realizes that he didn't actually bake the kitten at all. That Pussyfoot is okay, and he's so happy. And then he's like,
0: oh, he's kind of like
2: trying to be standoffish again. Like, he doesn't really care. He doesn't want anybody to see that he's vulnerable. And um, oddly enough, in my pick, (laughs) uh, one of the actors in my pick is... Mark Anthony. Uh, and I am, you know, that's the strangest connection. But that's not the connection. The real connection is the relationship between Mark Anthony, the big bulldog, and that tiny little kitten. Well, hooray uh, for the bulldog. Hooray <laughs> <laughs> for the bulldog. Uh, my pick is Tony Scott's 2004 Ode to Badassery and Grenades Up the A Hole Man on Fire.
1: There were 24 kidnappings in Mexico City in the last six days. Have you protected a lot of children before, Mr. Creasy?
0: I don't know. Bodyguards got to be close to people. You know I'm no good at that. Be the silent type. People are gonna appreciate that.
3: 16 years of military experience, extensive counterterrorism
1: work What happened to your hand? It's
0: birth defect No, it's not No more questions, that's it, period, you hear me? Peter
3: just wants to be friends I regret that your profession needs
2: to exist
0: So do I, Marjorie
2: He's like a bear Yeah? Big, sad bear
3: good things happen too, Greasy. Yeah? Like what?
2: Like meeting me. <laughs> Greasy, you're smiling. Peter! Peter!
3: Run!
0: See how you tie these two together. I really
2: do. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the truth of the matter is that Man on Fire is about a big angry bulldog played by Denzel Washington. And somebody gives him a kitten played by Dakota Fanning. And in spite of himself,
1: he kind of falls for the kitten. So it's Last of uh, Us Without the Zombies.
2: Yeah,
0: exactly. <laughs> um,
2: he, it's Mandalorian
1: uh, without the spaceships. That's right. It's the
2: it's the dessert topping without the floor. Wait, what? Without um, <laughs>
0: the Yeah, he
2: uh he kind of falls for this kid, like in a in a great way. Like she helps him to, to get past uh, a lot of crap that's sort of lurking in his psyche. I mean, this guy is basically a professional killer. Um, he is he is not a nice person. And, uh, his lack of niceness essentially lands him with a very difficult job. He's basically a pistolero who is protecting this girl, uh, for her very powerful, uh, father. And, uh, his whole job is to keep her from getting hurt, from getting kidnapped from any of that crap. And of course, one day the worst happens, uh, and he fails. And it's an amazing sequence where the girl is taken uh and uh it's what denzel washington later called like it's like he was working with nine camera tony <laughs> I mean, they literally like he a, like he's in mexico city they have him on a turntable they're turning him he's got like nine cameras on him to kind of get his perspective as he's looking around for this girl and he can't see her anywhere now the the critical response to man on fire originally was like i think it wound up with something like a 38 39 percent of rotten tomatoes which is shit uh and you know the critics are like oh you know it's a really like great like sort of first part but then after the girl goes like it turns really violent and kind of no idiots like the entire point (laughs) of what makes this movie just you know uh, slappingly awesome is the violence that ensues because everything that this man had been holding back comes out and he just like he before taken was taken. Okay. Except it's yeah. Denzel and he's in Mexico City and he's playing for keeps. Um, and it's, you know, got like a, a relationship at the heart of it that you already sort of root for, that you understand because Denzel Washington is so great, because Dakota Fanning is so great, because Tony Scott is so great demonstrating that when Tony Scott really wants to bring dramatic chops to something, he's a lot more than the guy, you know, who does, you know, kind of the fun stuff, you know, that he's got like a real sense of how to deal with actors, how to really create a scene, but then channels that into just this Very straight ahead, bull in a china shop, Mark Anthony, the bulldog in a china shop, uh, with Denzel Washington, leading to one of my very favorite moments when uh, Denzel jams a grenade up somebody's ass and pulls the pin and walks away. I mean, that, my friend, is an angry man. That is an angry, angry man. And it's, uh, you know, it's not the kind of thing. I mean, look, you never expect anybody, you know, to jam a grenade up somebody's ass. It's just, you just don't expect it. But it is, you know, a bit, um, it is coloring us the line. It's a little over the Benzo. top there. It's a little over the <laughs> top, but in the most amazing way. If you're going to go over the top, go over the top with a grenade and an ass. That's all I'm saying. Uh, anyway, I love Man on Fire. Um, it was exactly the movie I needed to see at the moment that I went to see it, um, and it's just it's it's not really like anything else that uh, that Denzel did, unless you count the Equalizer. But frankly, the Equalizer is sort of the Melba toast version of like Man on Fire. So
0: uh, Dakota Fanning is supposed to be the cookie puss in this. Uh, yeah, scenario. She's, yeah, she's yeah um, she's pussyfoot. She's pussyfoot the cookie kitty. <laughs>
4: No, this movie really works because, you know, as 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 big a badass as Denzel is, like his persona as an actor, like, you know, informs, I think you as an audience member, like you just know he's got this decency at the core of him <laughs> that you trust that he'll do the right thing and and have the strength to to save this girl. You think he will. You just don't yeah. know when. Yeah, that's right. You hope he will, too, because you like
2: her. You legitimately. <laughs> right? she's not like one of those annoying kids in a movie. You know what I mean? And like, she's not just the MacGuffin. Like you she's not are boxy. Yeah, exactly. It's like the like, box. You're like, oh, come on, guys. Like there's Cylons, there's other stuff. You'll find other kids. Like, but with this, it's everything. You know what it also is? It's not just um, taken. It's a little bit John Wick. <laughs> right? Yeah. Except she's the dog, which is weird. Mm-hmm. Coming back to dogs, but it is. You know, and it's also that sort of on-screen persona thing that Steve was talking about. It's somebody that you're like, wow, you're charismatic, I like you, you're nice, you're cool, I would invite you to my house for dinner. Oh look, you're <laughs> killing a whole lot of people, yet somehow I'm totally behind you.
4: <laughs> Did you mention it was written by Brian Helgeland, who is, you know, a terrific screenwriter? So I mean, it's just yeah. a, it's a, I, I really enjoyed. This is another one that I, I don't think I've seen since it came out, but I really liked it when it came out, and now I kind of want to watch it again.
0: By the way, no lube on that grenade. <laughs> <sighs> you're, you're obsessed. I, I, I need you to sit down and think about what you've done.
1: <laughs> Without the grenade. <laughs> it's a grenadeal fixation. Clearly, <laughs> <I> just clearly. <laughs> okay, well, I, another great ret- fix. Grenadal retentive. <laughs> oh. retentive.
4: <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, <geez. laughs> Which of course brings us to Thursday, and I think you all know what my pick is. It is Brett Leonard's Virtuosity. sci-fi classic virtuoso. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, that was your clever strategy for claiming. it ahead of time. Well, that actually would be a good misdirect. Like if I didn't want you guys to pick it for Monday and uh-huh. Wednesday, yeah, like, it would I'll be. Just, like, if
4: anyone wanted to pick it. Oh, exactly. save it, save it for Russell Crowe week.
1: <laughs> yeah, right. Or yeah, Brett exactly. <laughs> well, it's interesting. This is a tough. Uh, you know, this is a tough one because. Um, uh, you know, what's interesting is is Denzel, like a lot of the great iconic actors, you know, had um, these great partnerships with directors. You know, John Wayne had this great partnership with John Ford, and uh, you know, Cary Grant had a, a great you know partnership with like Howard Hawks, and just so many of these these um, the, you know, iconic actors who would just work, you know, again and again with these legendary you know directors. You know, we, we've seen it again: Martin Scorsese and, and Leonardo DiCaprio. So um, it's amazing because Denzel had a bunch of these. And so, uh, you know, it's interesting because of course you mentioned Tony Scott, Man of Fire. Uh, He did a bunch of pictures with Tony Scott, some of them phenomenal, some of them not, right? Uh, Some of them are not so phenomenal. Um, I've picked Crimson Tide many times on the show. Um, So I'm not gonna pick it today, not because it's not amazing, because it is not because it didn't inspire the season of Picard because it <laughs> did, but, um, it is, uh, it's just, I think we picked it for, did we pick it for sub week under the sea week? I know we picked it for uh six uh, best Star Trek movies that are not Star Trek movies. Yeah. Um, Crimson week. Yeah. 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 And, yeah, week. yeah. 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 Exactly. So, so I, I'm I, as much as I'd love to, you know, I think any time we can sing the praises of *Crimson Tide*, which is a movie from the '90s, which now isn't as well known or as well known as it should be, and part of that is because the uh, Blu-ray is awful. It's an old master. There's no 4K. You know, it's it's should not a really a great Ray. version.
4: You know, I, I yeah. hate to I hate to say it, but we have not picked *Crimson Tide*. Well, watch Information for is that brand. right? Yeah, I just, uh, just wow. reviewing the, uh, the master list and, uh, oh, some me. kind of mistake. Never the time. I, that I, I, that I is specifically so... remember us.
1: Well, I know we picked it for on, on the other, that other podcast in Glorious Trek Sports for Star Trek well, movies good. that are in Star Trek.
4: Maybe so maybe that was confusion. where we picked. Yeah. yeah. It was yeah, not an the under equation. the sea. We gotta, we
0: gotta keep track of our damn podcasts here.
4: Yeah. <laughs> this, is, this, is, this is
1: what you get for missing staff meetings. Um, You know, obviously, I kind of thought that Darren was going to repeat himself uh, with one of the great, of of two Ed Zwick collaborations. Yeah, I I thought about it. Yeah, and that picture was glory. Uh, Glory, yeah. And it's an amazing film. Denzel Washington won Best Supporting Actor for that film. Um, He also collaborated with uh, Ed Zwick on a less well-known movie, um, The Siege, Mm -hmm, which... um, uh, came out uh, uh, right before 9/11, and it's a very interesting examination of how easy, how easily democracy can be trampled and um, uh, people's civil rights be trampled on in the time of. Uh, it's easy when things are going well, but when things are difficult, um, and it, it's actually it was a very controversial film at the time. But um, Denzel Washington is great in it, mm-hmm. as is Bruce Willis. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I seriously thought about picking that movie um but i didn't and now i'm really screwed because I, I didn't know the crimson tide had. are you sure crimson tide was never picked
4: i i know it's, not on, my, it's not on my list here I'm, I'm i'm reviewing it right now if anybody would know it's, it's not Steve, in not in the show. He's the master of the list <laughs> he knows because
1: he's
2: always prepared that's right <laughs> and we're not we're riffing we're improvising yeah you
1: know, because we, I, look I, i'll i'll tell you i'm i'm gonna tell you what I was going to pick, but I, no, I need to change my mind. I wrote well, it down. Uh, did you? Okay. Yeah. Well, obviously, the other great collaboration of Denzel Washington's career is with the great Spike Lee, mm-hmm. and um, he's brilliant in Mo' Better Blues. He's even more brilliant in Malcolm X, which is a movie I love, yep. but a movie that I, I just can watch again and again and again, which was going to be my pick for the week, is Inside Man.
0: Yep. Can you see? You can. <laughs> we did pick that one. But yeah, yeah. I, yeah, yeah.
1: So my pick will now be the Richard Attenborough film, Cry Freedom.
0: We are in this struggle to kill the idea that one kind of man is superior to another kind of man. We're just as weak and human as you are. We're going to catch you red-handed one day. Then we'll see how human you are you see in a war people take great risks as a part of life well we're at war (laughs) is one of the few people who can still save south africa in a country where order is maintained by force this country has a special kind of problem and by lies i'm talking about police firing on unarmed people One man would have the courage to speak out against oppression. If you're afraid of ideas, you better quit now. And one man would have the courage to call him friend. I don't understand why he's banned. You need a black leader you can talk to. Our movement seeks to avoid violence. This is an illegal gathering. But your own words call for direct confrontation. Well, you and I are now in confrontation, but I see no violence. (laughs)
1: everywhere they think they do my police are investigating it
0: your police are the ones who did it you're a bit of poison bico and I'm going to see you put away say your knife band to Stephen Biko you Donald Woods are declared
1: a banned person
2: what do you mean we got to leave to rip the kids from their
3: schools their grandparents their whole life (coughs) how could they do this to her ach we're not really the monsters we are sometimes made out to be
0: (coughs) you can beat me or jail me or even kill me but I am not going to be what you want me to be what do you want to do except what this government's doing is going to go on doing now From Academy Award winner Richard Attenborough, the director of Gandhi, comes the true story of the friendship that shook South Africa and awakened the world. Cry Freedom, starring Kevin Kline, Penelope Wilton, and Denzel Washington as Stephen Biko. Denzel Washington, now
1: it's a flawed movie, it's not a perfect movie. But Denzel, in the first time we're playing um, uh, Stephen Biko, is unbelievable. Mm -hmm. This is right in his Saint Elsewhere. He just come off of Saint Elsewhere. It's it's the late '80s, um, and obviously, um, this is the time of the divestment movement, uh, uh, you know, with apartheid in South Africa. And uh, this is—it's an incredible film. I think the reason that it got hit so bad was because after they finished telling Stephen Biko's story. It then becomes the story of uh, Kevin Klein, I believe, you know, who's the white reporter, who, who you know, the white savior, which is uh, you know, so, as as the kids call it, somewhat problematic these days. But um, Denzel Washington's performance is so sensational; it's such a tour de force as Stephen Biko in *Cry Freedom*. This is uh, the Richard Attenborough who directed *Gandhi*, and *Cry Freedom*. I, I prefer to *Gandhi* in many many ways, um, although I don't prefer it to *The Great Escape* which right. we did not direct, but starred as Triple X. Uh, so tri- my pick... <laughs> my, my, my pick I don't think the- he was Triple X. I think he was just X. <laughs> triple <laughs> just X is X, another yeah, movie. Uh. The whole other... I thought, well, we do uh, Not Suitable for Workweek. That, that will be, uh, <laughs> that'll be it. Um, okay, so my pick is uh, Richard Attenborough's Cry Freedom starring Denzel Washington as
4: Steven Beagle. Yeah, no, I remember seeing really? this movie uh, at USC. Uh, they brought it in for 4, 6, 466 class, and I was had been familiar with Denzel from St. Elsewhere, of course, and he just, you know, he just, he's magnetic, you know, on the big screen, and it was a wonderful performance. He was nominated for an Oscar, uh, Best Supporting Actor for that performance, um, and, uh, and for the... Uh, uh, I guess he was, and and uh, some some other awards, but was nominated for best supporting actor for that. And yeah, I, I remember that movie making a big impression in 1987 when it came out. It's terrific.
1: A lot of people feel that they discovered him with Glory, but um, yeah. I think for a lot of us, we, we really discovered him in Cry Freedom, and it's like, oh my god, this guy is really good. Yeah, Wait a yeah. second, he was on St. Elsewhere, you know? Like, <laughs> yeah. uh, and uh, and and then you know, then Glory just is is, is obviously sensational. And it's it's no wonder that Darren picked it previously. Um, you know, it's a tough movie to watch, but it's a it's a great movie. Um, so that's my my pick for Thursday, which brings us to Friday. So many great other choices yeah. uh, for Friday. Choices?
2: <laughs> Although I mean, we should talk about them all, but I'm not going to lie. I mean, it's kind of a layup. <laughs> like since yeah. we picked Crimson Tide, this is probably the time. But <laughs> yeah. but he's got such a filmography,
4: so. You know, let's See, you tell us
1: 20. why what Ashley's saying may not be true.
4: Yeah. Proof well, I mean, uh, you know, it, he's got a, there's a deep bench here. I mean, there's a lot of iconic films and performances to, to, you know, to, to consider for that, for that Friday slot. I, I, I am leaning towards Crimson Tide because it's such a wonderful entertainment. Yeah. And we haven't picked it before, but there's some solid films to one, mm-hmm. discuss. One we definitely haven't picked before. Is uh,
0: from 2001, and it's from the uh, it's from the person who brought us uh, the Wordsmith and Cartoon Boy. Oh God! Remember <laughs> <It's>, uh, <laughs> the <Teng> Antoine Fuqua, <laughs> and it's Training Day, yes. which is a a pretty powerful movie. Uh, you know, you it's, uh, it, it's sort of like a, a buddy cop film from hell, <laughs> and uh, uh, with
1: a man it, you don't want as your buddy. Yeah, exactly, yeah. or uh, as a the, cop. Great, uh, <laughs> great performances
0: by Denzel and uh, Ethan Hawke, uh, Scott Glenn, of course, and Tom Berenger. Um, it's uh, it's really well done. It's you know gritty uh, gritty driving around the streets of uh, of L.A. and it's uh, it's it's pretty powerful. Uh, and mm-hmm. Denzel uh, does some things that you uh, didn't think he would do. Smoke this, yeah.
1: <laughs> well, and I have to say, last year. Um, he really surprised me in Joel Cohn's The Tragedy of Macbeth, Absolutely. which is just a gorgeously realized and beautifully shot film in which he anchors it. Uh, and it's just sensational in, mm-hmm. in that film. And I it didn't get as much love as it deserved. But again, it was a, a, an Apple TV premiere. And I think that, you know, it lost a little luster because of that. But boy, is he great. Man. It's
0: being remade mm. as the comedy of Macbeth which
2: is <laughs> okay. um, the, it's kind of awesome that the Joel dancing Cohen, trees like, are great. <laughs> his, his only two collaborators have been his brother and William Shakespeare. I mean, yeah. You
1: know. I, you know, he also, um, top lined a couple of remakes of some of my favorite movies and he's the only good thing about them. Right. Magnificent <laughs> yeah. seven remake, uh, yeah. which he, uh, he, 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 mm-hmm. he started and a Manchurian candidate, which he also starred in, obviously uh, inferior remakes to well, great, great, great films. And the and taking, taking of Telemon um, 2 M123. Well, oh yes, and taking of Pelom 123. Also, the best thing about that movie, but it's uh, not even close yeah. uh, to the uh Joseph Sargent uh classic. Right. Yep.
0: In spite uh, of Tony I mean there's also Remember the Titans, mm-hmm. which is yeah. actually, yep. he's a, actually a, quite great. good for uh, you know, sports sports movie. Yeah. <laughs> Is you know, this? I
1: haven't seen "Remember the Titans." And my son keeps asking me to watch it because he uh-huh. says it's great, and yeah, I've heard great right. things about it, and I really need to watch it. So that is a blind, the blind side in my right uh, movie down. going, as, as opposed um, to
0: uh, as opposed to "Remember the Titan A," which is on uh, <laughs> <That seems right>. <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: know, the card this season. You know, also we S. talked a lot there about were so many Titans total. before. We talked a lot about Tony Scott, but he worked with his brother Ridley. And I love American Gangster, uh, mm. where he plays uh, Frank Black, uh, that deals with the numbers racket, and then later on, of course, the drug trade in Harlem in New York. Uh, and I think uh, people have the same problem they have with a lot of Ridley stuff. It's like it's so beautifully shot and so beautifully composed that you know some of the grit of that story gets lost. But boy, is Denzel Washington great in it. And it's a
4: great looking movie as are all Ridley Scott's films. Yeah. And of course there's uh, Philadelphia that he uh, Mm co-starred with Tom Mm -hmm. Hanks or he, you know, a lot of, a lot of people at first blush would say, well, Philadelphia is the, is the, you know, the story of Tom Hanks' character, but it's really more about Denzel Washington is he's the, he's the character that really changes and, and, you know, uh, go, he goes, confronts his
1: homophobia.
4: Yeah, and he's wonderful in it. And, and, and they I, had great action figures.
1: <laughs> yes,
4: <I will laughs> rule oh, Philadelphia. Philadelphia. <laughs> <laughs> <It was>
1: an <laughs> I, I, I like the uh, the prequel, the Philadelphia Experiment. Right, <laughs> and then the Philadelphia uh, story. Mm-hmm. That's right. <laughs> Speaking of uh, movies, that it's you guys in the Philadelphia before, Experiment. <laughs> <that> you guys have <laughs> picked on the show. I think it was either Darren or or Steve picked a Soldier Story from nineteen eighty four. Yeah, a couple Ooh, of Steve. a couple of months back.
2: I remember seeing that movie. Um, I mean, as a kid, I mean, my God, that was that was early, dude. That was like the mid eighties, right? So eighty four. Yeah. yeah, I saw that on um, on VHS. We rented it. My dad rented it. Just I remember just that movie just kind of. Like, it was like being, I don't know, I, I had never quite seen anything like that before. I think that, you know, things like that had not yet been, you know, in my taste wheelhouse. Um, so it really made an impression on me. I think I watched it like three or four times, like the the weekend that we
0: that we rented it. Tonight's film um, is brought mm. to you by Taste Wheelhouse. That's right.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's like we his real blood yeah. in Taste Wheelhouse. I also want to make, you know, mention two remarkable films, which are anchored again by terrific tour de force performances by Denzel, but the movies aren't quite on his level, which is The Flight and and The Mm -hmm. Hurricane, which which both have their own problems, but he is not one of them.
4: Oh, Flight, yeah, by uh, Robert Zemeckis, uh, where he plays uh, the pilot of a, uh, you know, an alcoholic airline Mm. pilot who basically saves his plane from one of the most harrowing, you know, airplane crash sequences put to film. It's uh, it's truly terrifying and and Denzel's wonderful in it. The rest of the film like you said isn't isn't really up to par with with his performance, but um but a solid. It's kind of the story of his career in a lot of ways other than those
2: movies where, you know, obviously everything comes together and they're just terrific. It's he is always awesome. My, you, there's there's nothing you look at in his tomography and go like, yeah, that's kind of the one where he stunk up the joint, or he just was like didn't show up that day. Um, like <laughs> uh, but there's there are things that that he's been in that I just I desperately wanted to love because of how great he was and because there were things in the premise that you could sort of see except virtuosity. Um, book of Eli yeah i mean there there was a movie that like i really 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 wanted to love and i should have loved and he was
1: terrific in
2: it there but i merely something, liked it. something there's something off. that was just yeah. kind of not there yeah exactly
4: was that the Hughes brothers uh was it yeah it was the hughes yeah. brothers and, and gary written, by by my, uh, written by my friend gary witta nice uh, i i liked uh, unstoppable another tony scott film about kind of a runaway train um again n- maybe not it's a good B movie, you know, and there's yeah. nothing wrong with a good, with a good B movie. Uh-huh. And, and Denzel anchors that film. He's terrific in it, but, but more of a, more of an action film with uh, Chris Pine. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And then of course there's the equalizer, which is, I think the uh, you know, his, his most like straight down the middle commercial yeah. kind of film. I, I, it's, it's not bad, um, but it's not great either. It's just like, it's exactly what it needs to be. It's, um, It's engineered to be a box office success, you know, a potential franchise movie for a guy who'd never done any sequels before. Um, It's just, um, it gets the job done, but nothing more than that.
2: Yeah, exactly. It just, it's, it is fine. It's like you almost forget that it happened but it did well enough that there, were, there was an equalizer two that you did forget happened <laughs> I mean, you forget it, like, exactly. so hard that exactly. you're surprised when you find out that he's doing the yeah. equalizer three and you kind of hope he's teaming up with Queen Latifah. <laughs> to fight Edward Woodward, but then you realize that Woodward is dead, but then you're like, what if he comes back as a force ghost? I mean, there's so many possibilities <laughs> for
0: these films. You I don't I know. Keep, I keep thinking of, uh, of uh, misquoting citizen Kane again and saying, uh, mommy, is Crimson Tide Friday yet?
4: No. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. Before we go well, there, wait, I just want don't, to. Don't, don't forget Roman J. Do you ever see Roman J. Israel? Uh, Roman with Israel, uh, yeah. uh, Dan Gilroy. Uh, no, I, I saw, I saw Roman, Roman J. Palestine. <laughs> <laughs> I saw Bloody uh, <laughs> Coyote,
1: super genius.
4: He never um, studied law.
1: I mean, I, I remember when it came out and 12 people saw it. I guess you're two of them.
4: Yeah, no, it was, it was a good movie. Colin Farrell was in it. It's a solid movie. Mm-hmm. What what isn't Colin Farrell in? That's the question. <laughs> That's
1: <true>. <laughs> <laughs> we should do Colin Farrell week, and it could be a month of movies. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, I, I want to circle back to a movie I mentioned earlier, Inside Man, which I yeah did, we did Inside pick Man. for like Heist Week or something. Yep. Yeah. Um, it's so great. It's 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 a beautifully directed by Spike Lee. It has a great score. I think it was Terrence Blanchard who did, it, but Clive Owen. Uh, you know, is, is it the antagonist in that. And Jodie Foster's in it. The great Christopher Chris Plummer is in it. And oh. it is a really terrific heist movie. It's, it, yeah. it, it reminds me, it's a better remake of the taking of Pelham 1, 2, and 3 in a sense <laughs> that it's two guys who, who are their e- equals, like Mathau was with Robert Shaw. You have yeah. Denzel Washington, Cl- Clive Owen, much more so that I don't remember who the villain was in the remake. Yeah. Um, it's it's a much no, better. No, it's great film.
0: and it's really smart and uh, and you don't see you don't see everything coming, which is a, a nice thing. No, yeah, it's, it's hard really to, it's,
1: smart and cool. It's hard. You never get ahead of that movie. Yeah, and that was a real great. Uh, you know, Spike Lee flexing another set of muscles. I think people thought they knew what a Spike Lee movie was. And then you, you know, know he does something like
4: joint.
0: that.
2: Joint, sir. A joint, yeah,
1: Spike joint. Excuse <laughs> so me. You, you briefly
4: mentioned Mo Better Blues. I just wanted to, to circle back to that briefly. I, I really enjoyed that when it came out. Uh, Denzel stars in it with Wesley Snipes, and you know this terrific uh, drama taking place in the jazz world and uh, very stylish. And that's a movie I just got uh, mm-hmm. recently on Criterion uh, Blu-ray that I've been been mm. able to to cue up. But
1: you know, Steve, you know what's Mo Better? Prince
4: of Tides. yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> so, I I blue you say
1: I, I keep choose you say Prince of tides <laughs> so yeah. I, that's because my 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 microphone today Is uh, right before we start recording, it died on me, my blue yeti, so i'm um. uh, I'm, I'm I'm on my uh, apple uh you're, my you're apple on apple headphones. bear.
0: Uh, microphone. <laughs>
1: so funny. I apologize if it, I it, sound a little distant it, and muffled, but it's a tin
4: can it, connected to the computer with a string. <laughs> because we are getting your and body a, in the trunk.
1: <laughs> working just fine. But uh I look Crimson Tide, extraordinary film and the fact that Denzel could go up against Gene Hackman. Yeah. You know, two Titans. It's like what heavyweight boxing. It's did we not pick Crimson Tide for uh, no. H- uh nope. Hackman week, Hackman you Fever know. Week? We did. Oh, that. we gotta pick Crimson Tide. This yeah. Crimson Tide is the shit. As You no doubt heard. My exo has appendicitis. Your name was at the top of the list. That's good to know, sir. It was a short list. There's trouble in Russia. So they called us. And we're going over there and bringing the most lethal killing machine ever devised.
0: The last time we hit this state of emergency was 32 and a half years ago during the Cuban Missile Crisis. So this is what it's all about, gentlemen. It's what we train for. Submerge ship. Diving officers, submerge the ship. Make a depth 150 feet.
1: On the 1M.C. Dive. Dive.
3: This year, we have a properly formatted emergency action message from
0: National Command Authority. What we've always known, Bravo, Echo, Echo, Charlie, Alpha, becomes what we've always feared. Telling this to the captain, Russian rebels have threatened to launch against our country and are fueling right now. This is
1: not a drill. So we will possibly submerge someone. You find out who that is. Receiving emergency action message. Recommend alert one. The battle for
0: survival begins. That's a message fragment. Sir, we don't know what this message means. Our target package could have changed. I've made a decision. There's no place for fear. He's lost his nerve. I'd rather go out myself and get this one wrong. There's no room for mistakes. If we launch and we're wrong, what's left of Russia is going to launch at us. I'm captain of this boat. I don't have to think that's over. There's no time for doubt.
4: The missile system's ready to launch in six minutes. You repeat this order or I'll
1: find somebody who will.
0: How no, you won't, sir. And nothing can stop the tide. Come on, shoot our torpedoes oh. in the water.
3: Right forward. 1,000 yards of closing dive. Make your depth 1,200 <laughs> on feet. Hang hey, on, everybody.
0: We cannot launch out missiles unless both you and I agree. <laughs> They're fueling their missiles. He's right on top of us. Ice going A- A- Under arrest, under charge of mutiny. Oh captain ramsey in his state room fire one now give me the missile key mr hunter sir we are going down i'm the commander of this ship crimson tide. god help you if you're wrong if i'm wrong then we're at war god help us all it's so good.
1: <laughs> it's, everything about that
2: movie is that's, great. It's got a, it's, I mean it's beautifully ship. shot. It's like it's incredibly well acted. The dialogue is amazing. It's so tense. It's gorgeously shot. The, yeah. the score is fantastic. Literally everything. And mm-hmm. and for Denzel to me like what's why it's a good Friday pick other than the fact that we all love the hell out of that movie is that everything that you love about Denzel Washington is on display in that mm-hmm. film. You get the intensity, you get the subtlety, you get the sense of humor, you get mm-hmm. the anger, you get the cool, you get like the, you get well, the man, stuff, the, man the,
1: intelligence. the man of principle and yeah. the intelligence. And the Star Trek references. It's yeah. the perfect <laughs> yeah.
2: package. Remember what? Scotty, what Scotty used to say?
1: <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> it's,
0: what more could anyone ask? <laughs> you
2: could not ask for anything
1: more. And after all, all the show is the
4: Prince star. of Tide. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know? I, I remember I saw this movie with you, Mark. We saw it together at the old uh, Beverly Connection theaters. Someday uh, you'll find uh, it across like the some. street from the Beverly the, Center.
1: I have one thing to say to you very aware, sir.
4: <laughs> but my, my biggest, one of my biggest memories, besides, like, I was loving this movie so much. I had, I don't know, the tension was so high that I'd slurped down my soda like in the first half hour or something. Oh, no. So by the last half hour, I had to use the bathroom so badly, but the movie was so great, I could not leave my seat. It's going like, to be a different kind of tide coming. <laughs> to
2: see how this ends.
4: And you know what that tide's,
2: Crimson? Call your doctor.
4: <laughs> oh, my God. And I think, like, once the the tension was resolved at the end, I had to run to the freaking restroom. So I missed the, the denouement. You the miss movie. the after credit sequence where he gets
2: invited into the Avengers?
4: Yeah. Right.
1: <laughs> well, you find out what happened to Gene Hackman's little dog. Yeah. And you know what? What's so great about that movie, and, and it's more relevant now than ever, they're both right and they're both wrong. Yep. Yes. yeah, And that's kind of, you know, and that, that's a wonderful denouement, as you say. In fact, that should and, have been the um, tagline on the poster. <laughs> they're both
2: right yeah. and they're both wrong. And also... It's not that the audience has to walk away feeling, oh, they were both right and both wrong. It's the movie doesn't take sides. Yeah. Like, even at the very end, like, I mean, obviously, Denzel Washington is our point of view character. So we have a little more sympathy for him from that regard. But we don't walk away from that film feeling like Gene Hackman was the villain who was defeated.
0: You're playing both sides.
1: Like Russell (laughs) Crowe in He is the villainous
2: school teacher. (laughs)
1: It's such a good movie, and and again, it's a movie that a lot of people aren't familiar with. They haven't seen. They don't know about it, Uh, which is amazing because it was a big success back in the um, back in the mid '90s when it came out, or early '90s when it came out. And um, I can't say enough good things about it. Has there there been a good uh, disc
4: release of it? Because like I, I, I it's a shitty Blu-ray. Yeah, I watched it on DVD a couple weeks ago. That's all. All I have is a DVD. And it doesn't look great.
1: Well, there are there are rumors that Disney is going to get serious about physical media again. Yeah. Now, given the the streaming wars have not paid off the way they hoped, so no. um, there was talk. I guess um, Bob mm-hmm. Iger was saying we're going to look very seriously again. At, at you know, we gave up a lot of revenue on physical media because we and and now it might be time to sort of bring that back and hopefully look at it in the catalog titles plus all those great Fox titles. Like, the fact the yeah. original Planet of the Apes hasn't come out in 4K yet is crazy. Yeah. Um, wait, wait, wait. Do I
2: feel another week coming, or a special report coming on? Because we did the death of physical media. Special report. The of physical media. <laughs> Question
1: mark. Question mark. For Easter, we're doing it. <laughs> That's right. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
1: and if he sees his shadow,
4: there's six more weeks of winter. Six more weeks of streaming. <laughs> oh, wait. That's a different holiday. <laughs> <colony.
1: laughs> okay. Well what a great week what a what a great week i mean I, plus we could have done a whole second week of denzel movies i mean whenever we do these actor weeks you know uh, uh there's just such a, a a plethora of great choices a Plethora. I, I mean this you can't go wrong with any of these movies we mentioned other than virtuosity so um I, we're all agreed it's it's going to be crimson tide on friday yeah yeah the tide is high and we're rolling on <laughs> Uh, uh-huh. What was the tagline for that? You remember Crimson Tide? What was it? It was terrible. It was like the tide is is what was it? The tide is something. I'm gonna look. Yeah, anybody remember?
2: No. They call Alabama the Crimson Tide. Call me.
1: Go Blues. Here, let's see. Uh, Crimson Tide tagline. Let's see if we people at home are like what? What are you well, doing? This, I don't think this was. I don't think this was it. It says on the brink of nuclear war, two men clash over the fate of the world. No. No, that can't be it. That's no, not. That's it. a terrible tagline. In space, in no one can hear. Oh, you it. Is. Danger Are runs you deep. Danger that's runs what, deep.
2: That's
1: right. Oh yeah. boy. Oh
2: my God. Uh, I hope that guy was pretty, fired.
1: Yeah, that's not. Well,
2: cool. Not really, because I'm lucky. sure he had a family to feed. But you know.
1: Well, it was Touchstone Films, the worst marketed films. It was Touchstone or Hollywood? They were both awful. Disney had their adult <laughs> film division. And they, they, they could do no right in terms of the marketing. So this doesn't surprise me. Danger runs deep. That's good. You got a it does, gold though. star for you. To be fair, it does. It does. The danger was deep. Yeah, It wasn't <laughs> shallow. It, it was deep.
4: Silent. It was shallow. And, but deadly. But Dead. and deadly. And deep.
1: <laughs> silent, but violent.
0: Well, you know. Run my, deep,
1: run deadly.
4: The, the submarine
0: movie I worked on uh was uh, down periscope periscope. and uh i came up with a uh with a tagline for the poster that almost got through Hmm. and mine was it's long it's hard it's filled with semen oh my god (laughs) It almost you sure made
2: it? Burnett didn't uh, go with
1: that. <laughs> would have been perfect. Oh, that's, wow. That's a, it might have made some money had they gone Maybe. With that. I would yeah. have
2: gone to see the
1: movie. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. Okay. Well, this was a great week, guys. A Great week. Um to remind our audience of uh, what our picks are. Pixar. Uh, We're not doing Pixar.
4: (laughs) Monday, Monday, Denzel Washington takes it easy in Carl Franklin's film, uh, adaptation of Walter Mosley's Devil in a Blue Dress. Tuesday, it's Darren Documents' pick.
0: On Tuesday, Denzel doesn't take it easy (laughs) because he has courage under fire.
1: (laughs) On Wednesday, Ashley Edward Miller, tell us what we're watching.
0: On Wednesday,
1: there's...
2: Always time for lubricant in Tony Scott's 2004
1: Man on Fire. <laughs> oh. on, on Thursday, Denzel Washington cries freedom in Cry Freedom. <laughs> on Friday, and I think on Friday, we all know. That's a tautology. Major runs finally. deep. It, and it runs deep and it runs red. <laughs> oh my oh well what a week what a week and uh if, if you're enjoying this season of the 430 movie <laughs> what's wrong with you <laughs> <laughs> uh, please uh, check us out on social at the 430 movie on twitter or instagram or even on facebook you can follow our sister shows inglorious experts and glorious experts and deck 78 the subscriber only uh uh series um you can subscribe at com, and uh of course we want to thank the great mark rivero continues to make it sound great even though i'm not on my blue yeti microphone i apologize to everyone for that and um a blue yeti it, sa- it sounds like a movie right from the <laughs> 70s blue yeti you know it's like the, the sasquatch maybe you fought the six million dollar <laughs> man Oh, uh-huh. it's the it's Bionic Woman <laughs> versus Blue Yeti, <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, and uh, what else? Oh, Peter Holmstrom, thank you so much for your help, uh, uh, producer, picking clips, and all that fun stuff. And uh, uh, that's uh, that's really going to do it for us. But uh, big shout out to the great Denzel Washington for giving us so much entertainment, and uh, that's going to be it. So, on behalf of uh, <laughs> Darren Docterman, Steve Belching, Ashley Miller, and myself, Mark A. Altman, stay with the ILC, and <laughs> until I know. next week, Eyewitness News starts now.